Welcome to Ozarks Hates and Hooch. This ain't no fancy, academic, check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks, sipping and spewing about Hanks, Hooch, and history. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ozarks Hanks and Hooch. This is Dawn, and I'm with Dina. Hello. Are you there? Okay. I am. I'm here. And she's doing the story and I'm doing all the other things. Um, and it's been a long day for all, both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. So I already had my yeah. cocktail like an hour and a half ago. And sh- so it's, it's a, w- without giving too much away, it's a holiday a weekend, the beginning of a holiday weekend. People are freaking crazy. I went to try to go to Lowe's today and almost got run over twice. So anyway, I'm, I've got to go to an event tomorrow, but luckily it's out in the country. So I don't have to drive in town because Lord. Um, back roads. Back roads will be your best friend if you yes. live in Branson. Oh, in Before. Branson. It was or awful anywhere. today. Yeah. I was just trying to merge into traffic so I could turn into Walmart. And this guy sped up, literally sped up so I couldn't get in there. And then didn't even go to Walmart. He was going like further. I had to go all the way down to the Target exit to turn left to go to Walmart because he wouldn't let me in. And then he honked at me like I was the yeah. asshole. Man, I here's the thing I noticed today. You know that little stick on your steering column that blinks on you? Oh, yeah. People yeah. don't know how to use that. And it's like you're mm-hmm. just supposed to guess which way they're going to go. Oh, I had a got. Yeah. Anyway, yes, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be I'll be on the back roads myself, not in Branson tomorrow. So, uh, OK, all the stuff. Uh, we have social media. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ozarks Haints and Hooch. We're also on Reddit. Um, sorry for cats, dogs, mowing. We have different Wi-Fis. We're tired and all those things. Uh, Elvis, I just had to um, scream at him and kick him out of here, even though he's been fed. Um Wherever you find us, and we're on all the platforms um, that I know of. So please, where you find us, subscribe and rate us. You know, give us all the stars. We all release stars. on all of them. We release on the first to the fifteenth of each month. At least we try to. Um, we have a Patreon. We've got some patrons. We'd really love to have you as a patron of ours. You get early episodes and other presents and um we could really use your help uh and by the way patreon you know it's set up so that you do a monthly donation of like as low as two dollars but you don't have to do that you can also just do a one-time donation on that website is fine so just search patreon.com and then search ozarks haints and hooch we have a website where you'll find links to all of this. It's Ozarks Haints in the letter in hooch.weebly.com. I think that's it. I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I have the drink. Okay, 
damn it. Now, if you've listened to our podcast before, you will know that I have had to endure fruity drinks for like two episodes now. So I choose a bourbon one and Dina doesn't like it, but I did, even though it's pretty fall like. Okay, so this is called the haunted graveyard, and you'll understand why. And this particular um, recipe makes two servings. So it sounds like a lot of booze. Um, So you take a half a cup of bourbon or dark rum. You know, I love bourbon. I made it with bourbon. You take a third of a cup of maple syrup. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Four orange slices, four to six splashes of bitters. And they suggest you use orange, rosemary, grapefruit, or smoke. You take a sprig of rosemary and a cup of ice. And so you put all of that into a shaker and you shake for at least 30 seconds. And then you strain it into a glass. And because it's really a Halloween drink, you're supposed to put, um, it's a long sprig of rosemary. I forgot to say, you break it in half. You put one half in the shaker and then you save one to garnish the drink and you light the top on fire, which I did. And the fresher the rosemary, the more it's really smoky. And so I really, really liked this, except there for me, it's too much maple syrup. Like if I make it again, I might put a tablespoon. Well, I halved this. So yeah, I it's it's pretty sweet for me. But other than that, I really, really liked it. Dina. Yeah. Um, so I don't like bourbon. I just don't. And I didn't have any dark rum, but I did have bourbon because my husband likes bourbon. Uh, so he's probably going to end up drinking this when he gets home. Uh-huh. But I made it. I tried it. I tried to make it keto, though. I will be honest. Yesterday was our wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary. Sorry. Thank you. Been married 26 years yesterday. Wow. And um we've had lots of rain here in Missouri and we haven't had a show we've missed three we've missed three shows I I can't tell you the last time I mean that it just seems like a lot I feel like I haven't been there in a month but anyway um we we were supposed to have a show last night and we didn't so we ended up um going to eat at Downing Street Poorhouse which Branson people if you haven't been there they're they're poutine I had this was my dinner. I had poutine and French onion soup. That's what I had for dinner. <laughs> and nobody could get close to you for the rest That's of right. the night. I was like, give me the mints. And I might've had a couple of Moscow mules with that, but it was okay. amazing. So my, my ketoing that kind of went out the window last night and it's a holiday weekend. I'm not going to be good this weekend. But I did try to keto um, the drink as much as I could. Uh, I used sugar-free maple syrup. And okay. um, that's that's the only thing I did. I went ahead and put the oranges in it. Um, and I bought some orange bitters because I don't... Am I supposed to refrigerate that now? Because I've yeah. never owned... Okay. Yeah. So now I have to refrigerate it. I'll, They're good though. You know this... For this podcast this tasted to me like which you wouldn't like but you can use bitters and lots of stuff but it was like an old-fashioned yeah that's what i mean i've had an old-fashioned before and that's what this kind of tastes like 
a sweeter one, I guess. I should have said, anyway. I, I had some blood orange bitters and they're really good. And that's what I used. I forgot to say that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not a fan of bourbon. That's just what it is. So well, fine. I guess I it's like fine. you anyway. Was, so. Yeah. So, in, so anyway, um, that's, that's how I, um, tried to keto it out. But like I said, I haven't been very good. So, well, so it's not too keto, but it's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. If you like bourbon, I'm not a, I'm not a bourbon fan. So it's okay. I can't, I can't have tequila. I mean, I literally dry heave. So I can't have tequila. So there you go. I can have anything except for bourbon and scotch. Oh, scotch. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. I used to, but not anymore. So. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and start. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dina, do your thing. I will. I will. So today or this evening or this afternoon or whenever you're listening, um, today's story takes us to Newtonia, Missouri, which is just east of Neosho, or it's southeast of Joplin. So what's special about Newtonia? Uh, I've never heard of it. Nobody's ever heard of it. (laughs) Well, except if you are a Civil War buff, you have heard of it. Okay. So it is the home of the Ritchie Mansion, and it was built in 1840. It is a two-story brick dwelling, um, and it has a two-story rear wing, and it was all built using slave labor. Also on mm. the property is the contributing Ritchie family cemetery, hence the drink, um, outbuildings, and a well. So during the American Civil War, the site saw fighting during both the first and second battles of Newtonia. So they were important battles in um, Missouri Civil War history. So I, I think I touch on it a little bit. It's, you know, I don't like Civil War stuff. I like the ghosties parts, but I'm not really big on the fighting part. So there's not a lot, but I did touch on it because, you know, it was important. So anyway, um, because it was, it saw fighting on both of those battles, it was, um, they required to use the um, house as a hospital after the battles. Mm -hmm. And it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1978. And it is a contributing property in the first battle of Newtonia history, historic district. So we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the gentleman who built it and his family. Uh, Matthew H. Ritchie is credited with the founding of Newtonia, Missouri. Richie owned slaves, but was also described as a staunch union man. He was born just east of Nashville, Tennessee, in Overton County to Abel and Mary Richie in 1813. His father was a farmer who died when Matthew was four years old. The family lived in Tennessee until 1829, when Richie and his mother moved to Illinois, where they lived for two years. They moved again to Missouri, crossing the Mississippi at St. Louis in a wagon drawn by a yoke of oxen. They traveled south, eventually arriving in southwest Missouri in 1832, near the present location of Ritchie along Shoal Creek. In 1835, he married Mary King, and the couple lived in a log cabin in the area near the Ritchie mansion. The next year, he became a constable of Barry County. His jurisdiction stretched over an area of 
30 square miles. And I'll also say he was a constable of Berry County because Newton County, which were which is where Newtonia is, was not established until 1838. He became well known because of his office. His jurisdiction stretched over an area of 30 square miles. He became well known because of his office. He farmed and purchased land. He eventually acquired a thousand acres. He and his wife had 10 children. I just 10. It's a lot. Oh, anyway, the family yeah, moved five miles lady. south. I know, for real. And he founded the town of Newtonia in 1854. He set up a grist mill there. And while he was a staunch unionist, as I said before, Richie did own slaves. In 1851, his slaves brought from Tennessee worked for two years building his Newtonia home of sun-dried and kiln-fired brick. The cost was $400, and that was an impressive sum for the time. The house had five great fireplaces. Seems like a lot, right? And it might have been built to please a woman, is what this gentleman who wrote this article says, because um, it had two great storage closets that are a part of every room whatever my husband likes storage closets just as much as I do each room is built to stand as proud and independently as the man who ordered its building each room would stand unharmed if all the adjacent rooms were destroyed Richie was elected as a county judge prior to his election to the state legislature in 1854 representing Newton County he served for one term before the civil war he was an active democrat and unionist and that information was from an article in the Joplin Globe by Bill, Car- Bill Cardwell. Nope, Caldwell, I'm sorry. Um, and that came out in March of 2021. So we're going to go to the ba- battles now because we need to touch on those because they were important. Um, and what it looked like for the for the Ritchie Man- Man- Mansion. Um, by the late summer of 1862, Confederate leaders, alarmed by the inroads into Arkansas that the Union had made after Pea Ridge, became determined to de- halt the federal advance and to reestablish an official presence in Missouri. The effort to carry out this objective culminated in the First Battle of Newtonia. Confederate General Thomas uh, C. Hindman 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 was ordered to concentrate his forces near Fort Smith, Arkansas, and then push north into Missouri. Arriving at Fort Smith in late August, he was greeted by a ragtag army of regular Confederate soldiers, Missouri recruits, and Native Americans who had aligned with the South. Moving north, the forces soon occupied a line roughly approximating the southern border of Missouri. Meanwhile, Former Missouri State Guard officers Joseph Joe Shelby, Upton Hayes, and John T. Coffey, who had been in Missouri on recruiting duty, retreated from the Kansas City area and went into separate camps in the vicinity, I wanted to say vicinity, vicinity of the Newton-McDonald County line in southwest Missouri. From his camp at Big Spring in the southeast corner of Newton County, Hayes marched seven miles northwest to Newtonia around the 1st of September, took possession of the small community and supplied his men with grain from both the local mill, 
Both sides valued Newtonia due to its strategic location, its mill, and the stone structures, the Ritchie home and some outbuildings that were there. They offered a defensive stronghold for the both sides. Lots of information about Deb Generals and uh, what they did and how they did it. And I'm going to skip through all that because this is what the outcome was. The first mm -hmm. battle of Newtonia was a strategic strategic as well as a numerical victory for the Confederates. An estimated 225 to 250 Union soldiers were killed, wounded, or captured during the battle, while Confederate losses numbered less than 100. But the Confederate victory was short-lived, bolstered by heavy reinforcements from Springfield and Fort Scott, the Federals marched back to Newtonia to launch a new attack on the morning of October 4th. Having, having gotten word of the overwhelming Union numbers, they were already in retreat and forced to abandon the position his tr the troops had fought so hard to hold just days earlier. The Federals chased the retreating Confederates all the way into Arkansas over the next several days, leaving Newtonia and the entire state of Missouri once again in Union control. So the second battle of Newtonia was fought on October 28th, 1864, and it was between cavalry a cavalry commanded by Major General James Blunt of the Union Army and Brigadier General Joseph Shelby's rear guard of the Confederate Army of Missouri. On the afternoon of the 28th, Union pursuers commanded by Blunt caught up with Price and drove back his skirmishers. Price ordered the withdrawal of his main army and tasked Shelby with holding a rear guard. Shelby initially had a numerical advantage and used it to outflank Blunt's shorter line. With his men low on ammunition, Blunt was, considered a was considering a retreat shortly before sundown when reinforcements arrived in the form of Brigadier General John B. Sanborn and his brigade. Sanborn formed on Blunt's left and the Union troops counterattacked. Shelby ordered a retreat and the Union troops did not begin to pursue until after October 30th. Once the pursuit began, it continued until they reached the Arkansas River. The Confederates did not stop retreating until they reached Texas. Price had lost over two thirds of his army and though both sides initially claimed victory, modern historians credit the Union with the victory at New Antonio. For that second battle. Oh, history, that was a lot. I know, I'm sorry, but that's okay. I love history. <laughs> okay. Even Civil War history, it just doesn't do it for me. Well, some of it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting just because that's why, like, that's the foundation of why Richie Mansion is important and the, yeah. the um, grounds around it. I mean, I'm not like obsessive. Like, I don't know when General Bob Smith like walked three paces and fell down or yeah. whatever, you know. Well, but yeah, that's why I said that one part where a lot of generals died and, or, you know, it was just a whole lot of names that, yeah. Anyway, um, so now the reason that this is all important um, Richie was used as a hospital, of course. It was. In fact, sure. one of the room's floors and walls had been painted black as to make cleanup easier because there was so much blood everywhere. You yeah. couldn't whitewash the walls, so they painted mm -hmm. them black so they could clean it up easier. 
So as we've talked before in the Wilson Creek's uh, episode, because that house there was also um, used as a trauma hospital, all that trauma leaves behind a, like a state of emotion. I believe this is all my belief. Um, I there is you know it's filled with sadness and regret and anger. I mean all the death and uh, pain that goes through. It, mm-hmm. it has to leave some sort uh, of a stain. Like you know it just has to. And I think it's what makes ghosts. I believe I said before um, that there are two cemeteries on the property. One holds the Ritchie family and they have grand gravestones for the time. And the other holds their slaves and they're less than grand stones. I guess, I mean, at least they had a cemetery for them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's some here's some little ghost ghosty stories. Um this is from West Franklin, and it is from the Devil's Lake Journey, or I'm sorry, Devil's Lake Journal, and he's going to give us this little bit of a ghost story um, from his words. I was resident te- caretaker of the Annabellum Ritchie Mansion in Newtonia for a couple of years. I lived there in private quarters, gave tours, mowed the lawn, etc., While there, I never heard nor saw anything out of the ordinary, despite the fact that the house was used as a hospital after both battles of Newtonia, resulting in the famous black room where the floors were supposedly painted black to cover up the bloodstains. However, I once heard a story from the Darch family who owned and lived in the house. As I heard it, when one of the Darches was a kid, there was a storm resulting in a limb falling on the grave of one of Matthew Ritchie's wives and breaking the lid of her faux sarcophagus. Well, the young person placed the pieces of the lid back together and covered her back up. The next morning, the child awoke to every blanket in the house covering his body. Everyone hmm. else in the home denied doing it. So it was thought that the child's good deed had been reciprocated by the long gone Mrs. Ritchie. Oh. So she was just covering him up. So mm-hmm. it's not a spooky scary. It's just. So, okay. And then I do have one last piece of lore. And um, it is about Bill Starr, Dawn. Oh, yeah. So Don just told us the story of Bill Starr just this last episode. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to tell the first version I read. Um, both of them are lengthy. And if you want to read the second version of the story, it is in it's online on the adventures of Billy Max Blogspot, And I have all the extras and everything. You'll be able to see those websites. Um. On February 3rd, 1862, her 16th birthday, returning from a scouting action for her brother, Myra, who's Bill Starr, was riding through the village of Newtonia. Just 35 miles from her home, Carthage, she was intercepted by a major Eno. Eno and his cavalry were stationed in the town. He was headquartered by the Ritchie home. On the day of her capture, Major Eno had sent a detachment of cavalry to Carthage to capture her brother, Captain Shirley. Myra, as she was known at the time, had ridden into the section of the country for the purpose of obtaining information that might be of value to her brother. When she heard about the plan of capturing her brother, she rode off to warn him. Major Eno, who had once lived in Carthage, knew both her and her brother. He assumed she was about to go to her brother with the information. 
She was taken to a chamber of the Ritchie home and guarded by the major. In her anger, she would shout loud curses, sit at the piano, and pound racist selections. It was, um, the, it was reported she would spring to her feet, stamp the floor, and berate the major with all the ability and profanity of a trooper. Hmm. And you had talked about that, about how she was probably not as bad as everybody. As they, yeah, as her. Yeah. yeah. At last, believing his men to have had plenty of time to reach Carthage ahead of her, Major Eno said, well, Myra, you can go now. My men will have your brother under arrest before you can reach him. She ran to the door, accompanied by the judge's daughter, cut several switches from a clump of cherry bushes for riding whips, saying, I'll beat them yet. And she sped away. A short distance from the house, she left the road and leaping fences, ditches, headed straight for Carthage. The major watching this through the field said, well, I'll be damned. She's a born gorilla. She doesn't reach Carthage ahead of my troopers. I'm a fool. The major was right. When his detachment entered Carthage, they were greeted by a girl. She dropped a curtsy and asked, looking for Captain Shirley? He isn't here. Left half an hour ago. Had business up Spring River. Spect he's in Lawrence County by this time. So there you go. So this is another uh, stop on our summer ghost hunt tour. Yeah. Um, yes. And also the pictures that we'll have up, they, three of them are from our brother-in-law, Robert McCormick. He, you know, he has his abandoned Ozark photography mm-hmm. and he took some pictures of the mansion and the uh, cemeteries. So we He's have great. those available on our social media. Yeah. He's a great photographer. He has a really we'll- good eye. Yeah, we'll we'll give him a free commercial, but it's abandoned Ozarks photography on social media, right? I think he's got an Instagram and a Facebook. So that's really yeah. great. Go look yeah. at his stuff. Yeah, it's really good. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. It was kind of short and sweet, but interesting. interesting I want to go see the um in one of the pictures. I know this gentleman that said that he was the caretaker, that the walls or the floors weren't black but in one of the pictures that i i'm going to share it's of that black bedroom and the floors are still black oh hmm or again black maybe i guess that is some history that is really horrendous is the Mm -hmm when you read about the civil war and the wounds because there was no medicine and you know, they, people just suffered so badly and they mostly died of infection. Yeah. And just cut stuff off, but they'd still die of infection. Right. And so, yeah, Yeah. it's terrible. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. That was cool. And yes, that will definitely be on our ghost tour of the Ozarks, which is getting um, closer every moment. Oh, longer, but like I'm, I'm almost headed back to the Ozarks in about a yep. month now. So yeah, Dina and I will actually be in the same room again, maybe. Yep. Yeah. 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 Depending on who's, who's, uh, Wi-Fi is better. Will there be a mom's <laughs> or my Or house? we might be in the yard of somebody's house or yep. something. Yeah. yeah. Or McDonald's. We might be in the parking lot at McDonald's because <laughs> they have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> be in the ballroom we'll be in that yeah, <laughs> yeah. then play well, thanks. Thanks. we're recording <laughs> would Those you children. kids 
<laughs> get out of here get out of here that's uh, funny well thanks that was good short and sweet but interesting and, and sweet. i didn't know about the mansion nor did i know about the town and now i'm going to have to go on google maps and look it up yeah i would love to find some more um like ghosty stuff you would have thought i just with the um the hospital being there i just feel like it has to be haunted oh if there yeah. are hauntings it has to be haunted yeah it's either a mental institution or a hospital they're all I, I youtubed it i tried to find youtube to see if any of our local um ghost hunters had because we have a few groups yeah. down here yeah. that do that kind of stuff and um i couldn't find one so well okay kind of you said he uh, so I don't know for the rest of you people, Dina knows this, but I lived in Nashville for almost 20 years and I've never heard of that county that you mentioned east of Nashville either. Hmm. That was up here. What was it? Here. Overton or? Overton. Yeah. Overton County. I have no idea where Overton that is. County to Abel and Mary Ritchie. That must have been way, way east of Nashville. Well, and maybe it's not you know that maybe anymore it's or something there anymore maybe that was an older let's let's google it overton county tennessee yeah it could it could be i know that early early on but this would have been well i don't know i did yeah, one of overton those county wait here we go good old wikipedia What's Overton the town? County is located in the U.S. state of Tennessee. As the 2020 census, the population was 22,000 and the county seat is Livingston by Cookville. Okay, that's way east. Yeah, that's way east. Okay, yes. North. It's I, northeast. Cookville is a place and, and so, I yes, it's true. <laughs> well, that's why. So, there yeah. you go. Okay. Well, thanks. I uh, see. Yeah. Google. Uh, that was good. Thank you. Um, yeah. The Richie mansion. Um, so thank you all for listening and, uh, stay tuned. Really. When I do come down this summer, we hope to do some more kind of special stuff, like whether we get in a car and live stream or stay in a haunted house that we've talked about or something, we're going to do something fun when I'm down there by golly, whether Dina likes it or not. Um, oh, fun, dang it. Yeah, fun. Uh, so again, you know, please subscribe. Um, go to our website. That's where you find links to Facebook and Instagram and uh, Reddit and the Patreon and all the places we release on the 1st and 15th, we hope. And we want to thank you and say goodbye. Say goodbye, Dina. Bye, Dina. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> and remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep, keep your, your big, big mouth, mouth shut. shut.